This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And welcome back to Sunday Morning Magazine. To check out the show anytime you like, all you have to do is go to your favorite podcast app, anywhere you get your podcasts, and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. More information about the show can always be found on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Subscribe and follow us there. Or you can connect with us and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on Air. My next guest this morning is Fern Schumer Chapman. She's the author of the book, Brothers, Sisters, Strangers, Sibling Estrangement and the Road to Reconciliation. It's our pleasure to welcome Fern to the show. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me, Rodney. It is my pleasure. So your new book deals with sibling estrangement. How prevalent is this issue? I would say about a third of all families have very strained or estranged relationships. Now, it's very hard to get a clear reading because on surveys, nobody wants to admit to this. Now, let's start with your story. This is a very personal topic for you. You were estranged from your brother for years. What happened? I wish I knew. Uh, Mm -hmm. I didn't know why I was estranged from my brother. He and I seemed in our 20s to go into different directions, and he had gotten married, and we seemed to be traveling in different orbits. But uh, as time went on, we became more and more remote to one another and pretty soon had no relationship whatsoever. Of course, I would see him at the occasional funeral or family gathering, but we would avoid each other. And uh, seven years ago, after decades of cutoff, My brother was in a very dark place, and my mother called begging me to help out. And that's where the book begins, because, of course, I don't know what I should do, whether I should get mixed up with somebody who has been so remote to me for so many decades. Okay, and so how long were you guys estranged? Probably 40 years. Wow. And so there was no big falling out, no big argument or anything like that? No, um, and I learned a lot as I did reporting for the book. There are certain risk factors for estrangement, and we fell into almost every one of them. Um, They include family trauma, parental favoritism, poor communication skills, addiction and mental health issues, money, family values, judgments, and choices. So that has to do with... um, defying the family identity and choosing, for example, a partner who may insist on a break. So all of these things played into my estrangement. And actually, the interesting part about it, Rodney, is I blamed myself for years for this. And this is very typical of those who have been cut off. They ruminate because this is a very deep pain. And so what they do is they say, what did I do? How can I fix this? And, of course, the irony of the whole story was it had very little to do with me. Okay, so for you personally, what was the most painful aspect of being estranged from your brother? The acid drip on my brain where I blamed myself for what had gone wrong. You know, this really is not like a death where somebody, there's no negotiation with death. With estrangement, it's shunning and you are cut off from somebody who has made the choice that they don't want you in their lives. And it's a little like mourning the living. It's a very painful experience. 
being relieved of that acid drip of what have I done and what, how can I fix this is the biggest relief of all this. And one of the things that I don't think most people realize is when there is estrangement, it affects, it ripples through a life. So it not only affects your relationship with your sibling, of course it affects other family members who get dragged into this, but then it also affects how you see yourself and your ability to trust others. Because if your brother or sister wants nothing to do with you, who will? Mm. Now, I understand over the years you made several attempts to reconnect with your brother. Why didn't things work then? Well, what I didn't realize, and I alluded to this a little earlier, is that he was drinking. And, of course, that played into his cutoff. He was hiding a very bad habit. And so that was one of the things. The other thing is, um, you know, I think estrangement has its own momentum and people don't really know how to reconnect or restart something, especially if you've never learned the communication skills to address your issues. So the the book I've written is a memoir, which brings you along on my brothers and my journey as we rebuild our relationship in the face of terrible betrayal and loss and mistrust. Um, but it also brings in other people's stories. And then, of course, the research, the social science research that tells you how this is actually somewhat predictable. Wow. Look at that. Now, you say estranged siblings feel stigmatized and shame. Explain that for me. There is an expectation for family coherence, particularly in our country. And we want people to conform to the idea and the ideal. And so when you don't have that, people are very uncomfortable with it. And um, people in general don't want to talk about this. So I've been going to several book clubs lately And this is the first time people have opened up about this. This is a very um, humiliating experience, and most people simply don't want to share because they're embarrassed. All right. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. For more information on the show, more information on our guest, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now, follow us there now, and like us there now. And this morning, we're speaking to Fern Schumer Chapman. She is the author of the book, Brothers, Sisters, Strangers. Now, let me ask you this now. Scott is your only sibling. Do you think that made things even more difficult to handle? Yes. I think because I had no relationship with my only sibling, I was cut off from my only nephews and a whole branch of the family. So yes, I think it made it much more intense. Now I want to say before we get too far into this, that some relationships should not be repaired. There are some relationships which are simply too toxic to try to reconcile. And it's important to analyze. And actually in the book, I include a list of questions um, that to assess whether you think it's a safe place to return to. So, you know, you want to ask yourself whether this person, your sibling, has the same desire to reestablish connection, for example. Um, and what if he or she has not changed in any way or there's no possibility of really 
having a different relationship. So you want to ask yourself some of these key questions. Now, one thing, I mean, even being upset with someone or being mad at someone, sometimes it just takes the bigger person in some cases to reach out to, you know, hey, what's the problem? Let's talk about this. Um, You go estranged for so long and then a lot of times you don't even know what you were estranged about or what you were upset about. And it's hard to make that first step. Is that what you find in your research? Absolutely. Nobody wants to be the bigger person. They simply are invested in uh, not being wrong. And so it takes a, a very specific set of skills to reconcile. And I actually researched this quite a bit, and I based it upon uh, a model which is used to uh, address warring parties in a genocide. And here are the tenets of how to do it. One is to sit down together face-to-face. The other is to listen without interrupting, without challenging each other's stories. Of course, all experts will tell you that reconciliation is impossible without true, genuine listening, which actually is an act of respect and love. You have to acknowledge with empathy the other person's hurt or anger or alienation and give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, You have to stress and act on your willingness and desire to create a mutual bond. And, of course, the hardest part is letting go of the anger. Now, Fern, you mentioned this earlier. You talked to other sibling groups that were estranged. What are some of the stories that stuck with you? Well, I did do a survey, and actually many of the people said the same things. Some of them were able to walk away and say, I don't want anything to do with it. I'm free of this. I feel liberated. I'm fine. But then, of course, there were the others who talked about how this was an open wound and a unique pain, which I described earlier, that ripples through so many parts of life. And one of the things that I found in the research, which was quite interesting, is that exclusion can cause the same pain that cuts deeper and actually lasts longer than a physical injury. And there have been studies on this. So when someone is shunned, even by a stranger, and even if only briefly, um, the doctor who did this study said that he he found that uh, it has the same strong harmful reaction, activating the same areas of the brain that registers physical pain. Okay. So it's pretty profound. Okay, any stories that that stand out among these um, the people you surveyed? Any unique stories or things that you held on to? Or one is from a Mexican immigrant I spoke to who talked about how she had nothing to do with her siblings anymore in Mexico because they think that she is wealthy because she was able to come to America and they were constantly coming after her for money and items to make their lives better. And so she had to eventually cut off from all these siblings who she loved deeply because she couldn't take this situation with being um, chased for money. Another woman told me a story, and this was quite interesting, is that she and her brother were estranged. She really didn't know why. And sadly, uh, they reconciled over their mother's coffin because, of course, while they were in the process of memorializing the mother, they looked at each other over the coffin and realized that she had gone to her death without 
you know, thinking that her her children, two of her children, were no longer speaking, and it caused too much pain for both of them. Now, the interesting thing about that story is she very much wanted to talk to him and find out why they were estranged, and he wanted no conversation. And so she told me that she never has complete trust in him because she doesn't know what happened, why it happened, and whether it might happen again. And again, in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. On the phone with me now is Fern Schumer Chapman. She is the author of the book, Brothers, Sisters, Strangers, Sibling Estrangement and the Road to Reconciliation. Now, you mentioned the story about the mom, the brother and sister, and they made amends over the mother's you know, coffin, basically. But what impact does that have on parents and what impact did it have on your mom and your parents, knowing that you and your brother were estranged, what was that like for your parents? It was terrible. And um, it was particularly hard on my mother, who would get invited to his house for something. And she felt I should have been there as well. And she didn't know whether she should go or not. Of course, she would go and then I would be angry or she'd come to my house and he wasn't there and she'd be caught in the middle all the time. And I think that's how civil wars in the family start because people have to choose sides and, and it's very, very uncomfortable. Um, it's very hard to stay neutral in these situations. And I would imagine that it's very hurtful as a parent because you raise your children to be a family, to be together. And then when they grow up or whatever happens, they separate. That has to hurt as a parent, I'm sure. Yeah, I think it's devastating, and I've often asked myself what I would have done. I'm, I'm not sure how you n navigate this effectively. Um, I think the only thing I can think of is that you insist that every family member is invited to every family gathering, and then each person has the choice whether to come or not. But uh, if you start with you know, slanting the guest list, I think you get into real trouble. So even though you are estranged from your sibling, in most cases, I would imagine the love is still there. You may not talk every day, but that background of 20, 18 years of living in the same house, growing up together, that has to mean something. Absolutely. And uh, one of the first things I tell my brother is just because we don't talk doesn't mean I don't care about you. You know, brothers and sisters are our first playmates. And they instill in each other social qualities like tolerance and generosity and loyalty. And those qualities then become important in later relationships with friends and colleagues and lovers. And typically siblings spend more time together than anyone else. And for the fortunate, they can last, these relationships can last 80 years, outlasting friendships or marriages or even relationships with partners. And studies have shown that the strong sibling connection is actually a cornerstone of emotional health. So I think uh, we underestimate the importance of siblings. Okay. Now, we also get to hear your brother's perspective in the book as well. How so? Tell me how. Yes. Well, when I decided to do the book, I didn't know if he'd go along with me. And I asked him at first to fill out the survey, which he did. And then I pressed him to actually write the afterword. 
And I think this was my brother's act of atonement. He recognized that he had made a lot of mistakes. And by telling the story and allowing me to tell our story, uh, he could not only atone with me, but also maybe make a difference for others who are struggling with this experience. So he writes the afterword in the book. And it's quite interesting to hear how he saw the situation and what responsibility he takes for it. Okay. And for those that are listening this morning and they may have a sibling that they're estranged with, a family member that they're estranged with, um, from your perspective, having been through this, What's your biggest piece of advice and what's the first step? Well, my first piece of advice is, as I said earlier, to assess whether this is a safe relationship and whether you want to move forward in reconciliation. Um, You know, it can be dangerous to go back into these things and you can get injured over and over again. Um, The first step, of course, as I said, is to sit down face to face. And I mean, I think it's, it's important too to recognize that these are very long relationships and they're going to wax and wane over time. And there are actually volatile or perilous turning points in these relationships when estrangement is more likely to occur. So what are those turning points? Well, adolescence, when a sibling, teenage sibling has to leave the home for college or a job, marriage, when there's a, a, a new person in the family, the birth of a baby, divorce, illness, and the worst is parental illness, death, and inheritance, where a lot of conflicts arise over health care and payment for an elderly parent, and of course, who's going to get the family treasures. So um, I think it's important to have perspective on these very long relationships. And one thing to know is that we grow over the course of a life. All right. So are there some things that parents do that they unknowingly are causing a rift among their own children that they maybe they're not even conscious that they're doing it? Yes. Parental favoritism is very dangerous. Um, If you have one child who is the golden child and another child who is a scapegoat. That is uh, a setup for estrangement. Also, when we don't teach our children how to negotiate differences, then they don't have that skill as adults. And that sets them up for difficulties in a relationship as well. So I think all of these things are important to think about. Um, One of my favorite quotes is, and I think it's hilarious, but and it's true, and I think it comes to play in this situation, is and you talked about evaluate if this um, relationship is worth saving and things like that. But one of the things is it says, I don't know exactly how it goes, but never argue with a fool because onlookers may not know the difference. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, in today's environment particularly, there are – problems because of politics, for example. You know, I've been interviewed by several political right-leaning radio stations, and some of these, the audiences in these stations are alienated from family because of their politics. And we live in very divisive times. 
So um, I'm often asked, what do you do in those situations? And it's difficult, but I think you have to limit conversations because uh, maybe there have to be some topics you simply can't go near, particularly at the Thanksgiving dinner table. All right. And as we wrap things up this morning, Fern, what are your final thoughts on sibling estrangement? So the only last thing I would say is that not all boundaries and distance are bad. So sometimes you can have a limited relationship with a sibling. You might not be terribly close, but at least you can be around one another. Um, And there are ways to do that. And I address this in the book, which is you figure out an exit strategy if things get too tense. Or you even might have an agreement where you discuss what topics are are okay and which are not. So I think that it's important to think of this as maybe you're not going to get the ideal relationship that you hoped for, but maybe you can have some sort of better limited connection where you can be in the same room and at least not have the devastation of a complete cutoff. All right. And with that, we're out of time this morning. Thank you so much, Fern. If our listeners would like to find out more about you, more about your books, how can they find out more? I have a website, FernSchumerChapman.com. I'm on Facebook. uh, I'm on Instagram, Twitter. So I'd be happy to hear from any of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate the help. We've been speaking to Arthur Fern Schumer Chapman. The title of the book is Brothers, Sisters, Strangers, Sibling Estrangement and the Road to Reconciliation. Stick around. We'll be back with more Sunday Morning Magazine in a moment. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.